Well, hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, Rachel Presser, the Toad Lady, coming at you live from the Bronx. And with me today, I actually got um, a special guest, um, David Dursky. Um, he's an HVAC. Uh, say hi. <laughs> Hello, Rachel. How are you? Okay. Good to have you on the show. And Great to be here. Before we get rolling, a little word from our sponsor, House Naturals. House Naturals makes a whole... Um, Awesome variety of, of household cleaners, everything from all-purpose, glass, even stainless steel. It's all 100% it's all green and vegan. Go pick it up at Amazon, Walmart, or your favorite evil um, re retail megaplex of your choice. And now back to the show. So, yeah, I, I've been sick as hell lately. Um, yeah, summer is just you know, not a good time for my 35-year-old uh, nasal system here, especially as we're you know, spending, I think we're all spending a lot more time indoors now, don't you agree? <laughs> I, I do, I do think that is the case right now. Yeah, um, you know, because it's not, it's not only just like disgusting outside, but because everyone's, you know, still bunkering in, and then some, some states are trying to reopen again, others um, far less so, and yeah, so every year that like clockwork yeah i just get sick as hell even when i do actually remember to clean my air conditioner filters i got two of them in this apartment um and uh yeah even when i managed to clean them i still get sick so what's up with that um what can you so what can you tell us about you know ac filters how they work and um why how can air conditioning end up making people sick well, Rachel, there, there, there's a few different ways. And if you want to start with the filters, you know, filters are great because they do get the particles out of the air. Obviously, the better the, better the filter, the higher they're rated in MERV rating. So the higher the number, the better filtration they'll do, which essentially means the smaller particles of, of debris they will pick up. Um, but a lot of the, you know, one of the main, you know, in addition to cleaning the air, they protect the coil, which is really is what makes the air cold. Yeah. So if that coil gets debris on it or dirt on it or eventually can get even mold on it. That is how people can really get in terms of unhealthiness. So in addition to cleaning, clean filters, clean coils is as important as, um, you know, the, the health of the system. And again, air conditioning is airborne product. So anything that is in the air, whether locally to the filter or to the coil gets distributed to the house and ultimately you know, can be ingested or taken in by the lungs of, of whoever's in, in the building. Yeah, like if you have, if you have mold in the place, like that's pretty much a death knell. Um, so like, that's the thing. So is the coil like completely done for if it ends up getting mold on it or anything? It, salvageable? it is, and Rachel, the mold can either be in both the condensate pan if it's not treated properly mm -hmm. um, or on the coil. And there's a lot of different ways to, um, to treat that, but again, you know, regular maintenance is the, is the best uh, the best way to prevent that. Um, and dirty coils can also, you know, dirty coils, dirty filters could also lead to a lot of other product, you know, problems from, you know, maintenance issues or your your unit not running just as cold as it could or should. And cold, you know, if the air does get too warm, you get the humidity in your house to build up. You'll feel, you know, the dampness on the towels or, or the paper start to curl. And if you get humidity in your house above 60%, other mold and every, all other bad things can happen. So it's very important that the system is oper you know, operating optimally to ensure that you don't have any of those other bad byproducts, which will make you un um, very unhealthy. 
Yeah, I think that I think that the amphibians here would like the humidity, the human not so much. <laughs> they, they do, and you know, it's funny because, you know, you go into a house that has, you know, large fish tanks or other things like that, you know, your toads probably like drier climate than, than wetter climates, I would think. Oh, no, um, they, no, toads like it. Um, well, well like, well, like all living creatures, they need a balance. Um, but no, like to toads and frogs especially need um, humidity. Um, you have to like mist the tank usually once or twice a day. There's also like automatic mister systems for that. Yep. It's, it's um, reptiles need it a little drier. Um, that's a, uh, yeah, they, but like I said, like all living creatures, they, need a, they also need a balance. So, so that, you know, dehumidification is a byproduct of air conditioning. It's why your condensate lines need to be cleaned and pitched properly so that water does drain. But, you know, in your environment where you're looking to introduce moisture to it, that air conditioning unit's even working harder than it should be um, to try to wring out that extra moisture out of the air. So there are things that, you know, th there are other things you could do to make sure your system specifically um, operates more functionally for your environment and your space. Yeah, um, especially, yeah especially when, um, it's also, I think, a different story when you're trying to cool down, you know, like a small apartment like this versus a house where I think that, like, if it's a house, it's got to, it's got to work a lot harder to circulate. You, you know, Rachel, it's funny because air conditioning is not one size fits all. If, if you have a system that's too big, it's not good. And if you have a system that's too small, it's not good either. They could either, you know, they'll create all different kinds of both energy and comfort issues. Um, yeah. The good, the good part about today's technology is a lot of the newer stuff can modulate, you know, can ramp up or down based on the outside conditions. So on an 85 degree day when it's raining, your unit's working very, very differently than a 98 degree day when it's hot and humid out. Um, and, and, you know, in a smaller environment with a window unit or something smaller, and you know, they don't have the capability to turn on and off quite so easily. Yeah, I got. I would. I would love to have that, but unfortunately, the management where I live, they only allow. Um, I think it's like just like this one. God, this this hulking beast like set me back almost fifteen hundred bucks. Um, no, I, I I am using like what is literally like a retail strength air conditioner in my um yeah in my main room. I guess I don't know the correct term here. I know, I write about home stuff, you would think I would know this, but just pretty much like the main room of this apartment, I have, yeah, this like hulking beast that sent me back a lot of money because, yeah, it, because um, well, I, I live in Parkchester in the Bronx, which is a, was a um, 1930s experiment called the Plant Community, and mm -hmm. they have like these enormous weird windows in every, like in almost pretty much every single apartment, and so that window has to be cut a certain way in order to fit a unit in. And when I bought the place, um, yeah, the last owner was a masochist who didn't believe in air conditioning. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how, how could you do that? No, because Bronx summers can, can kill people. I mean, they, they get brutal. There's 120 buildings in this complex, all made of brick. So yeah, you can imagine how disgusting that must get without AC. So you bet that once I moved in, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to yeah, throw down for this beast, get it installed. And then, like you said, the, it's a problem of it like not being, I guess, either modular enough or not be able to regulate the airflow because I wound up having to get a second one for the bedroom because while this thing is strong, like it feels like central when you walk in, 
Um, no, it is really strong as a really powerful unit, but it does not go into like any other room though, which sucks. <laughs> um, I can't direct that flow anywhere else. Um, Absolutely, and it is the downside. You know, obviously, you know, you need a window unit just because of your your circumstances, but it is limited in terms of how you move that air because you probably feel that there are other spots within your within your apartment that are hotter or more humid than others. But to your point of the windows, if windows are leaking or not sealed right, you're bringing moisture into the. It's just making your your, your unit work that much harder. Fortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case here. Um, but yeah, but I was just you know like thinking about how um, air conditioners um, can just can still just inadvertently make you sick. Like not as not necessarily related like you know to COVID because like I've read tons of things about how um, air conditioners are playing a role in um, you know the pandemic because you know, now that it's getting hot out, people are running them more. I think that's more a case of like you know people having it and then you know they're going they're breaking quarantine too soon or we're opening up too soon, which is a whole other can of worms I'm not really going to get into, but, but pretty much like for non COVID stuff, like how come it does, it, it does make some people sick, especially, you know, yeah. now where we're spending more time indoors and. And, and Rachel, like I say, you know, it's funny because the body is a lot more sensitive to humidity change than temperature change. Hmm. You know, the old adage, you know, it's, it's dry heat in Arizona, it's 110 and, and I feel good. But yeah. on the New Jersey, you know, on the East Coast coastline, it's 85 and 95% and you can't breathe. Yeah. So that extra relative humidity is really what plays havoc on the body. And again, if your indoor space goes above 60%, it's where mold can start to grow. And once that happens, it will play havoc on your sinuses, on your lungs, and especially if you're a little more predisposed to it, um, you know, filters, regular maintenance of, of your coil and your drain pans are vitally important. Yeah. yeah. You know, much like in the wintertime when you, the humidity in your space goes down below 20%, you have the reverse. You're dry, you're coughing, you're, you know, all the worst things and you're doing a lot to try to introduce humidity back into the space. Yeah, like running like humidifiers and, and whatnot. Absolutely. You know, the body likes it best around 40 to 50%. But it's a very hard, hard number to maintain over time. Yeah. But but that is you know more of the leading cause of why people get sick. And then if that mold does grow in a, in a duct distribution system every time it runs, you're reintroducing those those spores back in the airstream. Oh yeah, that's that's got to be painful. <laughs> um, yeah, you know it's it's really a holistic approach. You know the filters are vitally important as well as cleaning coils. But making sure it's sized properly, running properly, and and doing what it should be doing. Yeah. So actually, that, that leads me to another question, which um I just thought of. So if the coils get badly damaged, um you know as a result of like you know mold getting introduced or anything else, like at what point does it become worth it to just like end up if it's you know beyond repair? Like at what point does it become worth it just to get a whole new unit? You know, coils are most of the coils are made out of aluminum, so they're pretty cleanable. With the right solutions, they're disinfectable. The only time you really need to change them is if there are holes that are not repairable. It's not an easy repair. It's not an easy or, you know, it's quite costly to replace that part of the system. So again, you, you clean them, you put some regular um, air approved disinfectant on it, you hit it with a little brush and you wash it down so it's not all that hard to do. But, but it is something that work. you've done. 
I'm sorry? Will the toothbrush work? It, as long as you don't use it in your mouth afterwards. <laughs> if you don't like your roommate, use theirs. <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe it'll actually start blowing cold air instead of hot air at that point. <laughs> Restricted coils will make the air a lot, definitely a lot warmer and uh, make your energy bills go up quite a bit more as well. So actually on that note, like what are some of the risks of like letting it, like letting like the filter itself like go like, you know, if, if you don't bother like to clean it. I mean, look, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes like I'll see that light go off and I'll be like, no, I just like washed this thing last week. What are you, what are you doing? And then, you know, you get forgetful. Then I'm like, okay, I better sure. go wash, you know, wash this thing out. But what are some of like the risks of like letting it go too long? Is it kind of like how, you know, when you have, like when you don't empty like the lint trap in the dryer and it catches on like what is like the risk that we got here the, the good news is you won't catch on fire the okay. bad news is it it will not work right and ultimately it will lead to your coil freezing mm. um so that air that the air the product inside that coil runs about 38 degrees the less airflow that runs over it the colder and colder it gets it will eventually become a big giant block of ice and a you'll stop getting air conditioning but the more problematic part is when that ice decides to melt, it doesn't melt where you want it to and creates a flood and damage all over the place, mm. which has really become costly. And lastly, it will increase your, you know, the energy cost because your unit's working a lot harder than it should. You know, again, much like your car, you know, there are certain maintenance items that will make it last longer and run more efficiently. The air conditioning is no different than, than a car. Yeah. So what's some of like the craziest things that, that you've seen on the job? Um, I always love asking, you know, this question whenever I get experts on the show, because, you know, I, this is just the kind of thing that I like to hear about. So like, what's some of like the more batshit crazy things that, like that you found in a duct or like, or some, some kind of AC maintenance story? Yeah. What's, uh, what's some of the crazy, crazy things you've seen on the job? <laughs> In ducks, we love to find animals. You know, birds love. Oh my God. Especially, you know, if they can get in through an intake, they love to get in there and the nests and the squirrels, those are always fun. You know, the squirrel cage is not meant for a squirrel. Oh my God. It creates quite a mess when that happens. Um, Have you ever come across any reptiles and amphibians? I imagine some probably get up there because I know that like lizards, lizards and snakes love to climb. I have heard many stories from some of the exotic pet forums that I visit. Oh, shameless plug, if you're interested in more exotic pet content, check out some more of my work at homestragosphere.com. I have tons more pieces up about prepping your home for the arrival of an exotic pet. And duct, yeah, duct work is an important thing to keep in mind because um, yeah, any animal that likes, to, that likes to crawl can definitely wind up in there if you're not careful. Fortunately, in New Jersey, we've not run into any snakes or big reptiles. I'm sure in other parts of the country, uh, they probably have stories. Well, one, interesting, one interesting thing we run into on the maintenance side is when people date their filter, which is a great idea because then you know the last time it was changed. Mm. But then when you go to change it again and it's five years later, that date's probably not so relevant anymore. So we'll, we'll run into an application where someone will say, oh, someone's changing my filters all the time. And you look at it, it's, it's from, you know, 2014. So if you're going to date your filters, make sure you change them. Mm. Yeah, so um, how, how often should you change? I guess it depends on the unit, but yeah, how often should you change? You know, it's a great, great, great question, Rachel. It's really a function of how clean the 
clean the environment is that, that the air is circulating in. The industry has always been quarterly. So, and I think that's more because of the way the seasons line up because you really want to do your inspections pre-cooling and pre-heating season. Um, so three doesn't really make sense. Sometimes two is adequate. Um, and after you see the history of a building or a home, you can see if two works, the better the filter, the, the more often you'll want to change it. Because again, it's, it's getting more particles in it on a faster rate. Yeah, and then the other question is, yeah. what changes in a home? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> um, I was just saying, yeah, because I'm thinking that because people are, you know, because for right, right now, this particular point in time, people are, you know, staying home a lot more. It's not like, you know, some people go away, you know, for the summer. Like, people are definitely traveling a lot less and will be for the foreseeable future. Um, so that would definitely factor in. So it, it certainly will, as well as, you know, kids not being in school or, mm. or the work home environment. That, that, system, that system that wasn't running, you know, 20 hours a day because, you know, everyone left the house at 8 a.m. and didn't get back till 5. Mm. It's not running all the time. Yeah, so there's a lot more strain on it than there is, and you know the you know operational hours go up dramatically. Obviously, you're seeing a bigger energy bill, um, but your filters are seeing more more in and out. You know more more debris that they're just inherently picking up. Totally. Alrighty. Well, we're just about out of time. So um, yeah, David, thank you so much for you know for coming on the show. Um, and so yeah. Make sure know to make sure to check out you know, more more um interesting content like this at homestratosphere.com. Give us a follow on Twitter at homestratos, and I will catch you again next time. You got it, Rachel. Thank you. Enjoy the toads. <laughs> okay, sure.